Welcome to Sky Women. I'm your host, Dr. Carolyn Moyers, a wife, mom, and board-certified OB-GYN. This is a place to educate, empower, and inspire. Join us each week as we share the power of women's stories. Real women, real stories, real inspiration. Put on your stretchy pants. Let's get going. Hello, Sky Women. Welcome to another episode of Sky Women Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Carolyn Moyers, board-certified OB-GYN and North American Menopause Society certified menopause provider. And I want to dive into the topic of menopause and hormone therapy options today. But first, I I want to talk a little bit about why this matters to me. As an OB-GYN, OB-GYN, coming out of residency as a newbie, I didn't really have the skills to adequately treat patients beyond the superficial lowest effective dose for the shortest period of time. And I remember that my mother was going through menopausal symptoms at this time, and I was not very sympathetic to her symptoms and almost dismissive at times because it was quite foreign. And it's not that I didn't care is that I didn't know enough about menopause, which is wild, right? I just spent, you know, the last four plus years of my life studying women's health. Yet our OB-GYN residency is so heavy, typically in obstetrics, that a lot of times this is kind of on the side, as well as just the misinformation from the Women's Health Initiative that came out in 2002. And there was a lot of media around this and misinformation, quite frankly, that was spread that has been a huge disservice to women's health and how we how we treat women in midlife. And, and it's just created a lot of challenges for women in general. And as I've kind of progressed in my career, after about five years in primary OB-GYN practice, I found myself going, is this it? And when I had the experience of building a GYN practice, building the gynecology arm for a hormone replacement therapy clinic, I saw how women were really being taken advantage of. And we pretended that high doses of testosterone, super therapeutic testosterone levels were going to be the cure-all. And it's just not true. I mean, these women had the very same symptoms that I hear day in and day out, right? So while menopause is a natural process, I'm sure many of you want to roll your eyes at that because childbirth is also natural, but I personally wanted an epidural for childbirth. You know, we go through all these stages and transitions in life as a woman and hot flashes and night sweats and mood swings and all of these things that we see as typical symptoms of menopause. There's also a lot of atypical symptoms that you're probably brushing off to other things, not even realizing that they could be related to menopause. And as I get closer to the age of menopause, this certainly has become much more of a concerning topic to me knowing that me and many of my colleagues aren't ad- haven't been adequately trained. And so that's why I went and studied and had continued to do continuing medical education and got certified in menopause medicine. 
And I joined the International Society for the Study of Women's Sexual Health and have attended their conferences and I'm currently doing their genitopelvic pain course because these are shortcomings in my training and I'm a little bit of a geek and I am constantly wanting to learn and evolve and, and educate myself, especially as it comes to women's health, because this is my life's work. Truly, I cannot imagine doing anything else. This Yes, I'm a mom, I'm a wife, I'm a sister, a friend, yada, yada. But in terms of like my my service in this world, like this is the only thing that I want to do. So I want to do it to the best of my ability. And I want to empower you to live your best, healthiest life. And so that's what we're here for. Okay. So as we dive into this, I just want you to kind of know my heart and know why this is so important to me and kind of where I'm coming from. So recently, just last week, I gave a talk on uh, with the, by the title, maybe it's menopause. And we decided to go virtual as we did this talk. And one of the feedbacks that I got um, was a question about, have I taken any of these medications? Have I been through menopause myself? And essentially it, it felt kind of like, well, what would you possibly know about menopause if you haven't been through it? And I could, I could see where somebody would be coming through from with that, but I've also not had an ectopic pregnancy, but I can treat that. I've not had a C-section, but I can treat that. I can definitely be sympathetic to the symptoms. And I've been treating menopausal women since I entered OBGYN residency in 2006. So I definitely have had significant experience with this. And, you know, I mean, I, I was thinking about it and I'm like, you know, an oncologist hasn't necessarily had the cancer the treating, but they're still adequately trained to treat that. So I hope that we'll we'll have a little bit of grace uh, with that because I'm on this perimenopausal journey like many of my own patients. So, okay, let's hop into just, first of all, the average age of menopause is 51. And if you're my patient, I know you've heard me say all of this before, but the average age of menopause is 51. Normal is 45 to 55. So if you're before that, you know, prematurely menopausal. Symptoms can last for up to 10 years, guys. So that's a long, that's a long period. And that means that if you're going through menopause at 48 and you could have symptoms for 10 years prior to that, you could be having symptoms in your late 30s. So you are certainly not crazy if you're starting to have symptoms. So just quick definition, perimenopause, the years around menopause, menopause, 12 months without a period, and then postmenopausal or all the years after menopause. So many of us are living a third to a half of our life in postmenopausal phase. And oftentimes you're at the height of your career when you're going through it, you're in leadership positions. This can be very uncomfortable without proper accommodations or understanding at work and without treatment for these symptoms. So if you've ever been told you're too young, it's all in your head, or hormone therapy is just going to delay the inevitable, it's total BS. You're in the wrong provider's office. and You need to find yourself a North American Menopause Society certified menopause provider. So we talked about, you know, like the, those initial symptoms that we all associate with menopause, hot flushes, night sweats. But let's go through this list of symptoms, it's kind of more, more comprehensive list. So difficulty sleeping, insomnia, night sweats, hot flashes, trouble concentrating, trouble with memory, low energy, more frequent urinary tract infections, vaginal dryness, painful sex, low sexual desire, a change in periods, depression, sadness, mood swings, aching joints, breast pain, thinning hair, 
increase in weight around the abdomen, especially, and low energy bloating. Oh, low energy was on there twice, wasn't it? So, I mean, does, does menopause not leave anything untouched? I just feel like this is quite the list. And symptoms that we may experience at different times in our life. Like, I think a lot of these symptoms could easily be associated with the postpartum period of life, right? And maybe it's stress, maybe it's depression, maybe it's a thyroid disorder, even vitamin D deficiency. I mean, I have seen people who with vitamin D deficiency have this myriad of symptoms and they get it treated and come back and they're like, oh my God, my life is so much better. Could even be like a research of migraines that you're having, but it also could be perimenopause or menopause. Now, I want to bring to your attention that there is a reduced risk of coronary heart disease in women who initiate hormone therapy younger than 60 years or within 10 years of menopause onset. So there is this like great window of opportunity to really optimize your health when it comes to menopause. Hormone therapy can be beneficial, have beneficial effects on the heart for women who are taking hormones early in menopause because estrogen promotes healthy blood vessels and it can delay formation of plaques. The North American Menopause Society had their annual meeting in Atlanta in 2022, and they presented new research on symptoms that increase your risk of cardiovascular disease. And the findings suggest that women who are experiencing multiple symptoms during menopause should be monitored for cardiovascular disease and that we as healthcare providers need to take into account when we have these multiple symptoms and get treatment with for moderate hot flushes, night sweats, that's disturbing your sleep because that can increase your cardiovascular risk. So I am a firm believer of lifestyle modification. And you hear me talk about this a lot because one of the most common complaints that I have is, oh, my hormones are off. I just feel like my hormones are off, but we're not taking into account the really poor sleep that we're getting or the processed food that we're eating or the sedentary lifestyle that we have. In many ways, this is a huge part of self-care, stress management. So what are those things that I recommend in terms of lifestyle modification that can really impact your overall symptoms of menopause? Cardiovascular exercise. We're talking about 30 minutes a day. And I always say, let it be something that you love, move your body in some way. It could be a dance party in the kitchen or with the kids. It could be, you know, your Peloton or going for a walk with a friend or your partner, whatever it is. It does not have to be, you know, running on the treadmill or, you know, an organized class or anything of that nature. Next would be strength training. And this is for maintenance of your lean muscle mass because we go through sarcopenia. We start losing our muscle mass as we age. And that is just not fair. And that, you know, we have these changes in our body distribution as we age, which is again, extremely unfair. And so we start putting on weight, kind of this visceral fat that's actually intra-abdominal and then around our, our waistline. And so maintaining that lean muscle mass is going to help us to burn more calories It's also going to help us with our bone health and with just balance overall so that we can do all the activities that we want to do. And the next would be dietary changes. There are so many dietary changes in terms of lean protein, getting an adequate amount of protein with a goal of around 25 grams of protein at three separate meals throughout the day, making sure that we're avoiding added sugars and processed foods, 
increasing our vegetables and fresh fruits and things of that nature are really, really key because we're looking for anti-inflammatory properties. How can our food be medicine? And in many many ways it is. Um, And in our American diet, our standard American diet, unfortunately, we're killing ourselves. So these dietary changes, I think are really key. The other is weight loss and managing our weight, because as we talked about the increase in uh, abdominal weight increases our cardiovascular risk. Um, but the very common I hear all day long is, well, I'm, I've cleaned up my diet. I'm going to the gym five days a week and nothing is moving the scale. The things that I used to do no longer work. And if that's you, there definitely are solutions in terms of how we eat, when we eat, and then also sometimes medication may be needed. And we can talk about that on another podcast episode. And then of course, the last lifestyle modification would be adding some hormone treatment if it is indicated for you. So hormone therapy is the most effective treatment for menopausal symptoms, such as hot flashes and vaginal dryness. And even those who go on systemic hormone therapy, so think oral transdermal, if I'm saying systemic hormone therapy, I'm meaning that we're getting an elevated level in our bloodstream so that we're seeing more therapeutic natural levels of our, of our hormones that there's about 30% of women who still have vaginal dryness and discomfort with intercourse and they need a low-dose vaginal estrogen. Low-dose vaginal estrogen is safe for everyone. Everyone. It is so safe. It is so low dose and the vaginal epithelium absorb it. And we start kind of remodeling things because as we age, we lose that elasticity to the vagina, the the vaginal epithelium thins. And so this is something that I completely anticipate utilizing. (laughs) It is good for everyone of all stages. Okay. And hot flashes generally require kind of a higher dose of estrogen to have an effect on that entire body, not just vaginal estrogen. If you are taking estrogen as hormone therapy or hormone replacement therapy, you are going to need a progestin or progesterone along with your estrogen to prevent cancer of the uterus. Okay. So this is, is really key because I've seen too many people who have come to me with abnormal ultrasounds, extremely thickened endometrium, postmenopausal vaginal bleeding because they were inadequately treated. Okay. Now you may say, well, I tried something and it's just not working. Hormone therapy involves the use of hormones, either estrogen only or combined estrogen progesterone to replace those hormones in the body. Um, that is no longer producing, that's no longer being produced during menopause. Okay. Now, if your hormone therapy is not working for you, it's usually one of three things. It's usually either the route, the dose, or the formulation. There are various types of hormone therapy routes that include oral, transdermal, and vaginal. And the type of therapy and the dose prescribed will kind of depend on your individual needs and your symptoms. The formulation of hormone therapy is is really important as there are different options such as pills, patches, gels, and creams. Mm -hmm. Hormone therapy can definitely improve a woman's well-being and even lengthen her life by about three years. But it's important to know that it doesn't raise your risk of breast cancer when taken in the right dose in the right way. There's a fabulous book that I'm almost done reading and my little kids have been keeping track (laughs) as they're avid readers right now. And so they've been keeping track of like where I am in my book and how much I have left. So I am excited to say that I'm almost done reading Estrogen Matters by Dr. Abram Blooming and Carol Tarvis. 
And it provides just a comprehensive overview of hormone therapy and its benefits and the disservice that the WHI did for women's health or the publicity around it. And that hormone therapy is safe and effective treatment for menopausal symptoms um, and that it benefits extend beyond symptom relief, but also to include reduced risk of heart disease, osteoporosis, and cognitive decline. So they also emphasize, you know, the individualized treatments and how it can be tailored to meet your unique needs. And so this is why it's important to have a NAM certified menopause provider. Now, we can't talk about hormone therapy without bringing up the term bioidentical hormone therapy, right? It began as a marketing term for custom compounded hormones, but it's taken on this whole life of its own, okay? But what it actually means is it's hormones that have the same chemical or molecular structure as hormones that are provided in the body. And bioidentical hormones do not have to be custom compounded, meaning customly mixed in the pharmacy. There are many well-tested FDA-approved hormone therapy products that meet this definition and are commercially available from retail pharmacies in a variety of doses that allow you and your doctor to customize your therapy to meet your needs. Custom compounded hormones are not safer. They're not more effective than approved bioidentical hormones, and they are not tested for safety and effectiveness. So... The, the other issue is that the active ingredients may not be absorbed appropriately or provide predictable levels in your blood and tissue. And in fact, they may not even contain the prescribed amounts of hormones. So that can be very dangerous. And for that reason, I only use compounded hormones if it is like a vaginal dose or somebody is allergic to the FDA approved options for whatever reason. Okay. You may notice that I don't talk about pellets a lot because I am not a fan of pellets, nor is the North American Menopause Society. They do not recommend pellets. The issue with pellets is that they can't be taken out easily. You know, they're in place for a long period of time and with usually supra therapeutic levels of your hormones. So we're getting way above what a normal therapeutic level would be. And we don't know the long lasting effects of that. And some women love their pellets. That's fabulous. There are plenty of providers out there who will provide you pellets. <laughs> okay, so hormone therapies are scriptive drugs used most often to treat hot flushes and genital urinary symptoms. As we talked about, the genital urinary symptoms of menopause include vaginal dryness, vaginal itching, vaginal burning. So what I really want you to know is that if you're approaching menopause or you're currently experiencing symptoms that we talked about earlier, please talk to your doctor about your hormone therapy options. With the right information and support, you can navigate this stage of life with confidence and maintain your overall health and well being. And if you need to find a NAM certified provider in your area, you can go to the North American Menopause Society website and look up providers by zip code. That's all for today's episode of Sky Women Podcast. Thank you for joining me. And don't forget to tune in to next week for more information and tips on women's health. And if you're in the Dallas-Fort Worth area, we would be so happy to help you at Sky Women's Health. Until next week, be well. All right, Sky community. Thank you for listening to another episode. This episode was sponsored by Sky Women's Health. As a reminder, we're in the Dallas-Fort Worth area and we help relieve back pain and pelvic pain in pregnancy and beyond. 
If you are pregnant and having pain and you feel like you have no reliable way to relieve it, look us up at skywomenshealth.com, request an appointment, and we'll call to get you scheduled. As a board-certified OB-GYN with a Neuromusculoskeletal Medicine Fellowship, I help you realign with hands-on drug-free treatment and relieve pain on the spot without medication. We'll help you maintain these results through your pregnancy and postpartum period. Every pregnant person deserves this, and we are so excited to serve you. You can find us on our website, as mentioned, or on social at Sky Women's Health, or you can call the office at 817-915-9803. That's it for today. Until next week, be well.